Well, hello, and welcome back to part two of this special edition episode of the Transfix Take podcast. On this week's show, we continue the conversation between Hankel's Jesse Saron, who's Outbound Transportation Manager, Marianne Ramirez, Customer Logistics Manager, and Emily Akhtar, Senior Customer Logistics Analyst, where we take a trip down the road of advocacy, Emily entering the supply chain at one of the most volatile times, and tips on how to achieve leadership roles. Listen in. I read um, your mom had this quote. And I want, I, I really want you to mention it today. I, it was something along the lines of, you know, we're good enough to, you know, do you know the quote? Yeah. Yeah. She said, we're good enough to do the heavy lifting, but we're not good enough to be the boss. Um, and she, she was telling me, she's like, I never understood most of the people I see in the warehouse are Latino. And that's not what I see in the office. And, you know, that's kind of where that came from. And it always stuck with me. <clears throat> Is that something that you keep in the back of your mind whenever you feel like I need to advocate for myself? 100%. Um, yep. And just the thought of my mom, when when I did get my first you know, job in the corporate world, her getting on her knees and telling me how worth it all of her hard work was, I keep all of those things in the back of my mind. <clears throat> Yeah. People don't realize what you carry with you. I think, you know, when you just live your everyday life and, you know, especially being a person of color, right? Like there's always, there's always such a long history of things that you've had to carry and it's, it's intergenerational and it goes down the lineage. And so I'm, I'm, I'm especially proud to hear, you know, that your mom was able to really celebrate that with you. That's such a, I'm sure such a, you know, it's one of those core memories. You'll never forget it. Yep. Now, Emily, I, you know, I learned that you're, you're starting in this industry. You've come at such a wild time. The last two years have been really insane with COVID and port clogs and all, you know, hurricanes and you name it, the supply chain has dealt it and felt it. And so you're coming in with this strategic role of, you know, trying to really remedy the issues of the supply chain. And Marianne, you do. And I would love to know specifically for you, Emily, what has it been like for you in terms of when you started literally at this volatile time up until now and and kind of where do you see yourself going in your career in supply chain yeah so i mean like you mentioned <laughs> starting in 2020 it was crazy i mean i think we had everything you could possibly think of yeah. thrown at us just day in and day out and i actually started in the operations too um so most days i was just trying to keep my head above water like if i had time to go downstairs and eat lunch for 10 minutes. Like that was a good day. We yeah. were just putting fires out where we could and, and just trying to keep things from completely falling apart. Um, and I'd say there was definitely a few times when I, I sat there and I thought to myself, like, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it was just difficult trying to, it was my first job. So learning ins and outs of like this brand new role yeah. During that time was definitely not easy. Um, but at the same time, I think that it helped me learn so much and like help build a strong foundation. And I had such a great team to yeah. train and support me and I would not have been able to do it without them. Um, so I think that was great in terms of, of just starting off. And like I said, like building that foundation. Um, mm -hmm. And now the things that have stabilized a little bit, and I'm in more of the strategic role, like I mentioned before. Um, one, I feel like I can breathe a little bit more um, and kind of look at the bigger picture of things. And, yeah. you know, I have 
more time to figure out like what do I want to focus on and like where can I make the most change which I think is really awesome you know it's not just going through the motions and doing the day-to-day I can take a step back and and really look at things um from that bigger picture and going forward you know originally i thought you know maybe i just want to stay in one area of logistics become like a subject matter area yeah in that part um but you know i think making the move over to customer logistics and just seeing it from a whole different perspective it kind of makes me want to branch out and and learn more about all the different aspects because that's where you really learn like the end to end of the whole supply chain. So I think that I've changed a bit in that sense, whereas before, you know, I just kind of wanted to stay and, and keep learning about what I was currently doing. Yeah. But I think part of that too was because it, that's where I felt comfortable. You know, and the supply chain, as I'm sure we all know here, right? There's so many different facets of it that I don't think like the general consumer who's just purchasing goods really even thinks about it or or has any awareness in terms of how many people are in that infinite supply chain, right? And so when things go wrong, they go wrong. Like it could be the tiniest kink, whatever it is, everything stops. And now you've got to really, I mean, you know, I've, I'm sitting here with three people who really help move the supply chain and keep things running. Cause I think, you know, I say this all the time. If you look around you, every single thing that is around you has been at one point or another delivered by a truck, has touched a warehouse, has been through several hands. So you really have to be as a consumer, I would say uh, grateful for the fact that there are people who are running, you know, trying to make it as seamless as possible. So I really attribute that to the three of you amongst the, you know, hundreds of thousands of others that do the same. Um, it's not an easy feat, but I, I want to talk about you know advocacy in business. That you've all shared your career champions with me, and you know I want to talk more about what it means to really advocate for yourself because as a woman, you know, and, and you've all have have outlined this for me today is it's not necessarily easier, right, in comparison to that of a man or a person who identifies as a man to get those opportunities. So I just want to know you know, how important is it? And this is really kind of an unfair question because I think we all know the answer, but how important is it to really advocate for yourself as a woman, but especially, you know, e each other and how do you do that? So I think maybe Jesse, let's start with you. And, and if do you have any tips on how to advocate for yourself or, or others around you? Yeah, so for me, I have had experiences where I told you, uh, you know, I get a promotion and then uh, people around me start rumors saying that, you know, possibly it was because I was a woman, uh, the books, uh, the boss only give it to her because she's obviously a woman. And then, you know, just constantly every single day having to advocate for myself and say, no, I actually do have the skills. I was the highest performing person on the team. So I deserve this decision and having to repeat that over and over, which can get really tiring and also can bring you down. There was days that I will go home thinking, do I really, did I really earn this decision? And, you know, questioning myself that way and then constantly having to tell myself, yes, I, you, you earned this, you, you got the position because of your skills, not because you're a woman or your looks or anything else. So for me is every single day you have to be able to advocate and trust that, you know, your skills are the ones driving those promotions. And for me, any woman that's able to do the job, we should be able to get opportunities just as much as any men, right? Uh, we do have same skills. 
sometimes we actually do not even apply for positions until we, we feel that we're perfect for that position until we right. check every single box. So for me, it's, it's always like that. Even for this position, I felt like intimidated. I felt like maybe I wasn't going to do it. I kept questioning myself. Like I said, I talked to David and he definitely brought it up. He's like, you have the skills. You've been doing this for a while. I know you can do it. I know you can do a lot more than these. It's just you need to get out of your mind. And so definitely, I think that we just need to uh, learn to get out of our minds because we don't have to be perfect to be able to do that next position. We just have to be able to learn and be willing to grow every single day. And that's what today, that's basically what I'm doing. Every single day, I'm growing, I'm learning. And the day that I stop learning, that's probably the day that I need to move up to a different position, right? Because if we stop learning, that means we're maxed out at that level. So for me, it's learning every single day and advocating every single day for yourself. Yeah, I think like one big thing, and I'm honestly guilty of this sometimes too, but I think you really just need to be able to speak up for yourself. Um, you know, don't be afraid to to speak your mind and, and, and say what you think. And I think for the people that are comfortable doing that, you know, set an example for everyone else, because for the people who, you know, shy away from things like that, when you see other like women in your space doing the same, it's super inspiring. And I think it will help, you know, just break everyone out of their shells. Yeah. Like share the wealth. Right. I think like, you know, there are times I I've noticed over the course of my career too, where like people are not so willing, man, woman, whoever to share their path. And sometimes you need to hear the struggles before you get to the success story, because we know that that is the path that allowed you to get to where you are today. So sharing that knowledge with each other whenever you can, I think is really you know helpful too. Exactly. Um, we all know that when women support each other, amazing things happen, right? All across the board. So, you know, for me, I was raised by a strong woman, and most importantly, um, I'm raising a strong young woman of my own. So it's so it's so important for me to be that voice for other women, not only because I remember the relief I used to feel before I found my voice when someone intervened on my behalf, um, but also because I have a mini me that's watching me. Um, and I want to lead by example and show her how to advocate for herself and stand up for what she believes in and and fight gracefully <laughs> for that seat at the table. Um, you know, your perspective changes when you have a child. Um, and that's what really started to break me out of my shell, to be honest. Being bold has always been a part of my DNA, but there was a moment in my career that I almost let someone take that boldness away from me. Um, you know, long story short, um, I made the choice to speak out in defense of myself and my team professionally during a team meeting. Um, and then the following morning, I was called to an emergency meeting with the with my reporting manager and the CFO, um, both who were men, by the way. Okay. Um, he, The CFO proceeded to tell me that I was smart and could go far in the company as long as I learned to, quote, shut my mouth, keep my head down, and do my work, among other things. <laughs> wow. This yeah. is the CFO. Yes, the CFO. And I remember so distinctly fighting back tears and wanting to pack my things and leave my stuff. And But I was just like stuck to my desk and thinking, you know, do I just sweep this under the rug? Like, 
is it worth making a big deal? Is it going to ruin my career if I do this? Yeah. What would I do if, if Ayana, who's my daughter, what, what would I do if she was watching? You know, what kind of woman do I want to be? Do I want to sit here and take this? Um, you know, and after going through all of those thoughts, um, I scheduled a meeting with HR to defend myself. Um, documented the incident. Um, sadly, no disciplinary was action was taken. Um, and it's a bit sad that that's the outcome that I expected, but it did feel good to stand up for myself and, and you know, be the voice for the voiceless. Can we... You know, you, you mentioned leading with grace and advocating for yourself with grace. Now, when we talk about, I think, some of the, the elephant in the room here that, that a lot of people don't like to really talk about in this industry or in any industry is as a woman, you know, you tend to have more emotions. We are the, the more intelligently, uh, emotionally intelligent gender, I would say. Studies have shown this. This is not me, you know, just coming out of nowhere with this. But because of that, I think we're often taught inherently to be quiet, right? And not speak up, even if you're fighting back tears, even if you know something is wrong. So can you talk to me about breaking through that emotion and, and you know, with grace, right? And, and what that's like. Always taking a moment and thinking about what you're going to say before you say it. Don't think impulsively. That was that was the best thing I could have done for myself. So even though my mind was going a mile a minute, um, I took that moment for myself. I took a walk. I took a breath. Um, a lot of times I, I write my thoughts down on paper before I speak out um, just because I want to make sure I, I'm, I'm sharing my complete thought and getting exactly what I want across the table. Um, I do um, I'm a big advocate for writing down my thoughts, for writing down your thoughts when you're upset um, and framing the way you want to say things to whoever it is, whether it be a boss, anyone of authority, um, write down the way that you want to say it and use it as a guide um, while you're having the conversation is is super helpful. Um, but that was that's kind of what I how I work through my issues of when when I come across them. <clears throat> It's a great tactic, I think, you know, because writing it down, you have clarity. There's there's a lot of thought pro and intention behind how you choose to really attack any situation. So I think that's great advice. I, I honestly can talk to the three of you all day long, but I do want to leave us on a note of inspiration, although I think this entire conversation has been wildly inspirational. Um, so can each of you share advice with women in the industry who are looking to achieve leadership roles and opportunities. Um, why don't we start with Jesse and then Emily and then Marianne, we'll end with you. Yeah, yeah. So for me, uh, I will say that, you know, don't dwell on yourself. Get, get, um, get out of your mind. Uh, only tell yourself positive thoughts. Uh, we're, we're all working women. We can do a lot. And we just need to make sure that we're not looking for perfection. A lot of the times, like I said, when we, we look to check every single box before we apply for a position, sometimes it's just, you know, take the risk, go out there and expose yourself to new opportunities. So I'd say don't shy away from things you're not familiar with. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I've been guilty of doing this before, you know, just staying somewhere where I know exactly what I'm doing and I know that I'm good at it. But, you know, that's not where you learn and grow and develop. So once you get past that and kind of break out of your comfort zone, that's where you're going to, you know, achieve the most and be your best. 
trust the process. Hmm. As a woman, we feel the, this pressure to keep up with what we see on social media, what we see in our friends. But the truth is, you know, the beauty is in the details. It, it's there's beauty comes in so many different flavors. It's it's beautiful to be strong, intelligent, brave. Um, there's beauty in taking chances on yourself um, and clapping for others while you're at it. Um, and while you dare to be all those different kinds of beautiful, build beautiful relationships. Um, that's a really important one. Um, and if you find what you really love to do and love the people that you do it with while you're at it, work becomes more than just a destination. It's a journey. And, and that journey will develop you and take you exactly where you're meant to be. So trust the process. <laughs> wow. I hope people are taking notes. Like, this, is, this is so get out of your head. Trust yourself. Trust the process. Be comfortable in the uncomfortable. I mean, all of those are such gems. And I have to say, you know, John Shilley, you're, you've become a great friend of mine in this industry. Thank you so much for bringing me these three powerhouse women. And I cannot wait to champion you and continue to see you three grow. You guys are going to kill it and it's going to be amazing. Um, and we're all very lucky that you, that you were, are, are really, you know, working in the supply chain. Um, and I know that, you guys have so many miles ahead to achieve. So thank you so much for today's conversation. And I'm inviting the three of you back on a later date to talk some more and inspire our audiences. But thank you so much. Thanks for having us. This is great. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.